Starfleet Escape Podcast. Prepare for launch in 3, 2, 1. Enjoy the ride. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is Supplemental Commentary, Divided We Stand. Star Trek continues episode 5. This episode is being recorded on October 18th, 2015. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. This episode is brought to you by Revenge Lover, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Hey, Eric. Hey, Aaron. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thanks. I'm excited to watch this episode of Star Trek Continues. So am I. It seems like they're really increasing the rate of the episodes coming out. It just seemed like a couple months ago we got the fourth episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really interested to see this next one. I was very intrigued by the poster with kind of the Civil War theme going on. So I don't know if it's time travel or, or what's happening. So I'm excited to find out what happens. And I'm sure our listeners are as well. So what is a supplemental commentary? They are commentary tracks meant to be played along an episode of Star Trek. And in this case, Star Trek continues. Is this our first supplemental episode for a fan project? I think so. I think Uh, everything else has been an official Star Trek release. Well, I think that's our way of saying that Star Trek continues is pretty damn good. (laughs) Yeah, I think (laughs) so. For us to do that. (laughs) Right. Uh, So let's go over some quick news points that are related to Star Trek Continues. I believe the name is pronounced Kiple Mm -hmm. Brown will be reprising her role as Smith in Episode 6 of Star Trek Continues. Awesome. She follows me on Twitter. (laughs) Oh, does she? Yeah. (laughs) Nice. Very nice. Next, I'm very excited for this piece of news. Gigi Edgley... Uh, and Gigi Edgley on Twitter will be a special guest star for the upcoming episode six of Star Trek Continues. Uh, Gigi is mo- mostly known for her role as Chiana on the sci-fi series Farscape, in which she starred for over four years and stole the hearts of sci-fi fans, particularly this guy. <laughs> so I take it you're a I am a I am a huge Farscape fan. Mm. Have you ever watched Farscape? Maybe an episode here and there. I never got into it. Oh, my God. You need to stop what you're doing and watch the entire series. All right. Uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. No, no, no. Well, after this, of course. But no, um, Farscape is amazing. Um, It's it's really great. Uh, And also, if people don't know her from Farscape, uh, she's been in other roles, but... uh, most recently, she was the uh, host of Jim Henson's Creature Shop on Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. Yeah. I'm very excited that she's going to be in Star Trek Continues. That's that's going to be awesome. Nice. We are watching the episode on the Star Trek Continues website. The video is hosted on Vimo. And to find the episode, go to www.startrekcontinues.com slash episodes.html and click on the thumbnail for Divided We Stand Episode 5. We will pause the video at zero seconds and when we say play, 
press the play button to be sure we are all synced at the same part of the episode. But please note, because of buffering times, they may vary, and we cannot guarantee that you will be synced with us. I just want to put that out there. That's a good disclaimer. Yes. All right. So I guess guess we're ready to start. Indeed. So we'll just queue it up, pause it, and when you're ready, we will hit play. I am ready. On the count of one, two, three, and then play. So on the word play, we hit it. All right. One, two, three, play. And as you can see, this episode is dedicated to Grace Lee Whitney, who played Yeoman Rand in the original Star Trek series. Oh, he said Friendship 3. Uh, mm-hmm. Voyager encountered Friendship 1 in an, in this same titled episode. Oh, really? Yeah, so there's a t- another tie-in to Voyager. Hmm. I like how they had Kirk not know the system that they were in. Yeah. Well, the exact name. This is a tense intro. Yes. Whoa. Nice freak out of the computer. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely something Bones would say. Yeah. Like how they I put- love. Yeah, they replicated what happened in the original series with like old computer parts in there. That's right. awesome. But actual circuit boards instead of yeah. whatever they used. What the? What? Explosion. Now, the effect isn't that great, but I, I'll let... But it, it's that. kind of in line with the original series, though. That's true. What? And now these are Civil War actors. Or uh, reenactors. Oh, and that totally felt like a classic original series teaser. Oh, yeah, definitely. That was awesome. I gotta say, I think Star Trek Continues really knocks out of the park every time. Definitely, yeah. Ooh, that's a nice graphic. Yeah, that ringed planet. Oh. 
Also, props to the visual effects for Star Trek Continues. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like you said, it's keeping in line with the original series. Mm-hmm. How you don't need to go over the top with graphics to tell a story. Exactly. In fact, all, it's, it's just about the story. Yeah, it's mainly in line with the Star Trek remastered episodes. Mm. Graphics-wise. Oh, wow. This I think this is the first time they've done an on-location shoot. Yeah. It looks incredible. Yeah, run in front of the guns. Nice <laughs> job, guys. <laughs> I like how McCoy is a confederate. He is from the mm -hmm. South. Do they say what battle they're fighting? Uh, that will come up later in the episode. Okay. I know you've already watched this one. That's why. I, yeah. That's why I asked. Anyways. And this is where uh, we realize that it's an illusion. Wow, they look really sickly. Mm. I think that's due to the lighting. Oh. And this but, is a Dr. Mbenga, who right. was in the original series. And he took over the uh, sick bay whenever Dr. McCoy was unavailable. Which is the case right now. <laughs> right. I do like that McCoy is still from the South. Right. Like, like even in his dream or whatever this is. <laughs> Some quick thinking on the part of the captain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I like the musical score. 
Yeah. I also like this guy. I mean, not like him as in I like him, but his acting's good. Right. Ooh. Like how they still have the commercial break, fade in, fade out. Mm hmm. Whoa. Yeah, sure. Yep, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I'm glad Kirk actually used his real name then. Oh, yeah. what? Whether like leeches in that kit, like what's going? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little kid. Oh my god! I don't think Star Trek has ever gone into the Civil War time frame. No, I don't think so. I don't think they've ever explored that. Some nice temporal discussion. Yeah. Just help the dude. Oh. <laughs> I 
as the episode progresses, you see a uh, a kinship between Kirk and Billy. Mm. I really love that shot of the Enterprise. That's nice. <laughs> I'm going to use my kitchen mitt. <laughs> I'm not. That's weird. Everyone else can touch it without protection. Hmm. Ah, yeah. assimilated. That was really good thinking on the part of the crew. Yeah. But is it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, doggy. <laughs> wow, this that's awesome that they're using <coughs> uh, reenactors. Mm -hmm. So the it really gives, yeah, it just gives an authentic feel to it. Definitely. The reenactors brought their own uniforms. Oh, wow. I bet that really helped with budget. Yeah. Mmm, nice line. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> nice sense of drama there. Yes, yes. And this is a nice cameo of McKenna. Hello, McKenna. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that's the only appearance of her in the episode, unfortunately. Oh, but still, I mean, it's nice that they're taking advantage of a counselor in right. situations where it requires it. Mm -hmm. Mm 
Hmm. <laughs> look at the look Chekhov gives. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they hold on this a little too long, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe just a little bit. How old is this guy? And he has little kids. Well, he said it was his daughter, so that's his grandkid. No, but he has two youngins at home. Oh. It could be his grand, the current father. That's true. Yeah. Man, this is heavy. Yeah. It's still relevant today. Oh, absolutely. War is brutal for everyone involved, no matter what time period. Mm -hmm. War and freedom. Yeah. Bigotry. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you know, they're time out freedom for all, and yet they're still, 
I mean, that's that's what they're fighting for. They're fighting for freedom, and they're still uh, prejudiced against the South. Mm-hmm. So. We all know McCoy's prejudices against uh medicine in the past oh yeah I like how this episode highlights uh, the friendship between Kirk and McCoy. Oh, yeah. There wasn't a lot of just the two of them in the original series. Oh, I like that pan-up shot. Yeah. Good transition. Mm-hmm. So that one dude's hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder how accurate that is to the time period. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Actually, in the two previous times I watched this episode, I never noticed that. <laughs> like the drummer just has that wicked hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, this is tense.
Hey, they put the Wilhelm scream in there. Yeah. That's a nod to the original series, too. <laughs> Good, now we don't have to listen to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez. In this, we'll, we'll see the battle. What? Imagine. With I no anesthesia. Jesus. Oh, man. And the fact that Kirk has to go through this. As you can see, they look awfully like Borg. Borg. And you know what? If they're networked like that, that reminds me of Unimatrix Zero in Voyager. Right. What? So oh, yeah, that's only, a creepy effect. Yeah, yeah. The only odd thing is that their skin mm -hmm. tone hasn't been changed as if they were okay. being assimilated. It could be due to the doctor slowing them down. Maybe.
that could be due to uh, early technol early Borg technology, because mm -hmm. in early seasons of TNG, uh, the assimil assimilation process took a lot longer, and they their skin didn't change right away. That's true. Mm. Oh man, so much hinting at the Borg. Yeah. I like how there's hinting, but there's no but direct... They yeah, they don't outright say it. Right. And fans of... Um, fans of Star Trek watching this would really pick up on these hints like we have. Mm -hmm. I think it's a brilliant tie-in to yeah. existing continuity. Definitely. I feel as though he's following the Temple Prime Directive a lot more closely than he has in any other episode or mm -hmm. movie. But then again, think how important the Civil War was. Mm, that's true. What... So that there is a practical effect. Uh, oh, nice. There's actually a hole in the table, and his leg is in the hole. It looked convincing, though. Definitely. Sometimes practical effects are the best effects. Yeah. 
much better than some CGI effects that we've seen in some recent uh, <laughs> we won't fan speak films. About <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into any uh, specifics. Nice. good to see Starfleet officers uh, really following their duty and even sacrificing for their commanding officers. Indeed. <laughs> You're not Billy. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of history in this episode. Oh, he's dead.
That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> We're having a Lincoln appearance? Yeah, even he knows it's like it's Lincoln. This yeah. will be the second time. This will be the second time in my five-year mission. I'll meet him. <laughs> <laughs> that had to have been CG, right? Uh, oh, and no. they they matched the picture that was shown earlier in the episode. Yeah, no, it wasn't CG. He had his leg just up behind him. Oh, I missed that. Still look convincing. Oh yeah, no, it definitely does. And we've seen Starfleet has pretty advanced cybernetic yeah. um, prosthetic limbs, so I'm sure if this was happening in reality, he would be fine. Yeah. Okay. Is that, that good? Thanks, Spock. Freaking downer. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie downer. Now that's a device. Holy crap. To my tricorder, it's failed. <laughs> you might want to start those brains back up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You should have the nurse do that like five seconds ago. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> that was totally like an original series like effect right there. Like the the lighting effect and they're all mm -hmm. better. I'm pretty sure that light was the stasis field light. Oh, yeah. Good good observation. Like how they match the fabrics. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> 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 I like how they match the fabric there. And this is also a practical effect. Uh, Drake's arm is in a hole in the back of his shirt. Oh. <laughs> I 
Like, how long do they wait to do this? Should yeah, no have... kidding. Uh, goodbye, arm. <laughs> I feel they should have maybe immediately have done that. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I like that he rubbed his leg. <laughs> well, I'm not standing with my arms, sir. <laughs> Nice musical cue there. Indeed. So another another great episode from the crew over at Star Trek continues. It's fantastic. Indeed. And as always, they have the same type of uh, credit scenes at the end, where they have uh, clips of their episodes shown. Yeah, I like that. It, it continues the same... Uh... Same style as the original series. Right. Yeah, I really have to hand it to the Star Trek Continues, uh, everyone involved, because it really feels like an original series episode. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And really, props to them for like doing an actual on-location shoot. Right. I mean, that's, that had to been a huge challenge in itself. Mm -hmm. But again, they had uh, Civil War reenactors, so I'm sure that helped a lot. Oh yeah, absolutely. So wow, that was a very excellent episode. Yeah, a, a good fan production. Oh yeah. I really don't have any complaints, really. I think... Yeah, I don't either. The, that was... You know, I mean, it was really good. I mean, the the only thing is maybe a couple of the actors in the reenactment, but they were they were still better than Renegades. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that Renegades should hire Civil War reenactors for their next? No, I'm just saying they should, they should get better writers. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're getting a, a a load of new faces that we've seen before Star Trek Renegades. No. Uh, for their upcoming episode, whenever that well, happens. Well, good for them. But um, what, what did you think of this episode? Uh, it's hard for me to find anything wrong, like like you just said. Mm -hmm. uh, let me uh, see here. So I like how they uh, put in or interjected the uh, the Borg nanoprobes. And they made sure it looked like Borg technology. Right. Uh, so there was no real uh, questions about it. Because looking at, at the picture uh, on the screen... Oh, oh yeah. It, it totally is Borg. Oh, there's, there's no doubt that it's Borg. Um, right. And like I said, that's a great way 
to stay within the continuity of the show and using what we've learned in the past without mm -hmm. outright saying it or referencing it. Right. And I think sometimes Enterprise missed that beat a couple times. Oh, yeah. Um, Most definitely. But I really... That just shows great writing and props to the writers for recognizing that continuity and taking something from Voyager, like the concept of Unimatrix Zero, mm -hmm. where it was a shared board consciousness separate from the collective. That's mm -hmm. exactly what happened to Kirk and McCoy. Right. It, they basically formed their mini collective with these nanites. Mm -hmm. And that's amazing. Taking exactly what was seen in past existing Star Trek episodes, tying it into the future continuity of the show. It was mm -hmm. perfect. I, I thought that was a, a genius concept uh, to use something from Voyager like that and Borg without saying, oh, it's the Borg. Dun, dun, dun. Like, right. like all those hints and uh, the wording, like Spock using the term assimilate. Right. You know, it, it it was great. I I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, I, I don't need to see a Borg drone to Borg know that it's like, Borg, right. Right. right? And the fact that the probe was Friendship Three, and that's referencing the Friendship Probe program that we saw in the Voyager episode Friendship One. Another great nod to continuity. Mm. Like, so uh, as soon as he said that name, I'm like, wait a minute. Friendship One was encountered by Voyager. So, okay. So uh, I'm not very familiar with that episode. So the the probe was in the Delta Quadrant. Uh, yes. So um, Friendship One uh, was a deep space probe that was launched by the United Earth Space Probe Agency, or USPA, mm -hmm. which was seen in the original series. Right. And it was the purpose was to find uh, other species in the galaxy. And it had whole kinds of, of data on it. It was equipped with a warp drive, and it was launched in 2067. So okay. just after, like a year, a few years after um, Cochrane's warp drive, mm -hmm. it was found in Voyager in the Delta Quadrant, and three hundred years that had passed, mm -hmm. so it it got to the Delta Quadrant with with its warp drive, which is, I mean, that's not too far fetched, since you know three hundred years, and it would only take Voyager seventy to get back to the Alpha Quadrant. But that's at, like, maximum warp. Well, still, even at a low warp that this probe might have been capable of, it's still... See, I... Getting Either way. ...of the top. Yeah, but, uh, because I, I would just assume that they would run out of fuel eventually. I, yeah. I would I would think maybe it fell into a, a wormhole or, or something. Because this probe, Friendship 3 would have had to probably made it to the Delta Quadrant and then back again. Well, and, and we weren't really given the details on, on what happened with Friendship 3 in the episode since it mm -hmm. happened right at the beginning. Right. But if the probe was assimilated by nanites, then it might have developed transwarp capability. That's very true. You're, yeah. and, and it was returning to the original source of the probe, which would have been Earth. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I think everything within uh, Divided We Stand stays within the continuity of, of the show. Right. As soon as I heard the French uh, friendship probe, I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's like Voyager. That's Friendship One. Mm-hmm. But in the Voyager episode, Friendship One, yeah, it, it, was, it was found by uh, people of this planet, and they were using the antimatter from the probe uh, to power their planetary power grid. But they lacked the expertise to utilize it safely, and it caused a nuclear winter on the planet. Oh, wow. Okay. So I knew it, I, I thought that was a decent Voyager episode, and it was a seventh season uh, episode of Voyager towards the end of the season. Okay. And it was actually... Um, Voyager was actually given this mission to retrieve the probe by Starfleet command, because at that time they were in contact uh, with, with Starfleet through mm. Pathfinder mission. Okay. So this was like one of their first uh, assignments from Starfleet command while they were still in the Delta quadrant. Gotcha. Very so cool. It, it's a good episode and it, it ties into this. Um, yeah, I, yeah, continuity-wise, I, I loved Divide We Stand. And even mm-hmm. without the continuity, it was a solid episode that really explored the morals about surrounding war and freedom, and which are still relevant today, as, as you mentioned before. Right. I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I did too. I give it uh, two thumbs up, I guess. Or uh, How many Delta Shields out of five? <laughs> out of five, I give it a four and a half. Nice. Yeah, I would was, do the same. Yeah, very good episode. I, I think the only thing hindering it was a couple of the uh, couple of the reenactment actors, but I mean that's no fault on them. Right. Uh, still miles above you know some other fan productions. So. Right. Uh, quite a few actually. Yeah. Uh, so let's quickly go into the. We asked a question, and we have a few, couple of responses. Mm-hmm. So this is our subspace channels question. What has been your favorite moment from Star Trek Continues? So from Google Plus, we have Tony Lankford who says the end credits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I had asked him if uh, if that meant he didn't like it. He said, "Oh no, he he loves it." Oh, maybe the style of the end credits, like it matches yeah. the original series. Oh, well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, Michael Smith said, fairest of them all shows the resolution of the mirror universe events involving Kirk and Spock. Very satisfying resolution. Also, Divided We Stand is a fantastic on-location piece. I completely agree with that. As do I. And then we have Blair Jones, who says, I thought fairest was great in that the ending, ending scream from Kirk was outstanding. On Facebook, William Smith said, Will "Either Smith. the <laughs> what? getting jiggy with it, <laughs> uh, either the end of Lolani, or the scene with the young girl in the White Iris. All very good episodes, indeed. Well, all these episodes from Star Trek Continues has been uh, high quality. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you don't, you can't really pick a wrong answer. No, you can't." Um, what, what was a, a, a favorite moment of yours? 
Hmm. Good question, Eric. <laughs> uh, that I have not thought of an answer to. So Me let's... neither. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, from I've seen this episode three times. Uh, so it's probably oh, wow. the... That's, that's high praise. Yeah. Um... Well, well, then let's just do this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite scene was the whole campfire scene and mm-hmm. Kirk's speech and that whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really memorable. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. Uh, that and the reveal of the Borg nanoprobes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was also good. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Borg. Uh, so that was cool. And I would definitely agree with you with the uh, campfire scene with the Kirk talking about freedom for all. Yeah. Uh, white, black, or green, uh, which got some chuckles from, <laughs> from from the campfire crew there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was great. Yeah. Really enjoyable. Indeed. So uh, thank you all for listening to this episode of our Starfleet Escape podcast. Now, Eric, if we were to find you on the internet, where would we go to do so? Well, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, AskFM, uh, Ryza, uh, pretty much anywhere as TrekkieB47. Uh, you can also catch me on my other podcasts on the Four Eyed Radio Network, the Ranger Command Power Hour, and that's on Twitter at RangerCommandPH and RangerCommand.com. Very good. You could find me on. No, don't find me on Facebook. You can find <laughs> me on Twitter, and you can find me on Instagram, and you can find me at Star Trek Riza uh, if you look for at Nova Charter. Yes. So, again, thank you all for listening, and we will uh, catch you later. Or Trek you later. Oh. <laughs> See you guys. Peace. What up? No. <laughs> You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at sfescapepod. Like us on facebook.com slash sfescapepod. And add us to your circle on Google Plus by going to google.sfescapepod.com.